if you try to second guess and try to guess what Chuck and I are looking for, you're never going to guess because we don't always know what we're looking for. We need you to bring it. And actors a lot of times will take themselves out of the creative process instead of saying, what can I do to add to this? They come in and say, what do you want? That is the award-winning duo of Los Angeles-based Foley Mara Casting, Megan and Chuck, who have cast over 3,500 commercials over the past 25 years. And I'm Lee Foster. You're listening to Action, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of acting excellence. I know how the casting process works very well here in Chicago, and I have never worked in L.A. I'm from Minneapolis. I moved to Chicago two years ago. And uh, I'm represented in a number of states all around the Midwest, but I've never attempted to work in L.A. I don't really know too much about um, the differences, if there are any. So why don't you just tell me and the audience how the process of casting a commercial goes in L.A.? Okay. From the time that we get a job, um, a job that's bid out through uh, uh, production companies, and then we get the job and talk to the director and the production company, and they tell us what they're looking for. We use um, all of the computer services uh, here in town right now. There's four main ones that we use. Do you want the names of those? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, we use uh, LA Casting or Casting Network. Um, we use Actors Access. We use uh, the People Network. We use Now Casting. Actually, and there's Casting Frontier as well. So right. There are five that are kind of at our fingertips and we don't use all of them for every job you know that kind of varies but those are the main ones that we use those are the ones we use in uh in chicago it's i think people are basically required to be on casting networks and actors access and casting networks is used for commercials and actors access is generally used for tv and film yeah that's pretty much the same here okay although we do use and uh, we use these other ones yeah. as well yeah, and and, uh, and we just probably just because we have you know just the access to them, and okay. then so then we'll put out our breakdowns and we'll, we'll go through our gazillions of of headshots that we get online, and we usually do it we put it out so that the actors can submit themselves as well, and then uh, we do our auditions, and then from there it's pretty much the same. I think we do our auditions. The difference I think probably from here and there is just the volume of people that are are at our fingertips. That's what, probably what the main difference, I would think. Yeah, it, it, it's a perception uh, difference. Uh, I'm from New York, and, it's, you know, you're from Chicago. And, and for me, New York is the center of the universe, as Chicago is probably for you. But everybody comes to L.A. after they've done a couple jobs elsewhere. So the, the talent pool is much larger here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets a little, you know, going through 2,000 submissions, 2,500 submissions for a single role in a single job, you know, it's a big job. I think that's the main difference. Yeah. So you're saying, you're saying you are getting that many headshots, headshots and resumes sent in from the various agencies and from people on their own for a single commercial. Yes. Yes, But for a single role. Yeah. 2,000 is kind of in the low ballpark. Yeah, yeah, it can. Sure. I can get up to you know forty five hundred, five thousand for a single role. And we go through every single one of them. We do. That's just what we we just we make do. a point to do that. But I would say the my, one of my biggest things is I really would like for people to know that they shouldn't self submit on things that they're not right for just so we see their picture, because it really does clog up the work. You know, women will submit for men's roles just to oh hi, I, I took your class a while ago and I wanted to say hi. 
which is lovely, but that's not the time to do that. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, and it, it's not to say there's a, 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 a qualitative difference, but there's just a quantitative. It's just that knowing, getting to know probably 80,000 actors in L.A. and getting to know their work. That's kind of <laughs> a big job. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, can, I can imagine. So what is, okay, so let's say um, you get these uh, 2,000 to 5,000 submissions in, and you're going through each one of them. What does that process look like for the two of you? What What's the the talk that's going on between you? What is, um, how that's are you that's picking actually people? Fun. Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. fun. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll kind of split it up. Uh, um, he'll go through the pictures, you know, pick by look, and then I'll go through and pick by resume or vice versa. Yeah, I mean, a really interesting way to go through it is just to pick the – if we're looking for specific talent, a specific ability, if we're going through and you go through the resumes first and you flip them over and find out what they look like, it's a cool – that's a very cool surprise. Other times you have to go through a look because you're looking for somebody who is this age uh, with this much hair. Hair color, hair. right. Right. And so then you have to do that. But then you always flip them over and you look at whatever experience they have. Theater is huge, by the way, to both of us. And training. Training. And then special skills. And then I'll give you a tip on that. Everybody likes to put down as many special skills as possible. So when I'm looking at somebody's special skills, it could be 50 to 60 things, which means to us that you're not good at any of them because you can't <laughs> possibly spend time doing all of them. Special skills should really be special skills, skills that you shine yeah. at, at least especially out here. Because, you know, we're dealing with, you know, if you're looking for volleyball players, you know, to play beach volleyball, we're looking, At you know, in the Olympians. talent pool are the former Olympians and stuff. So, right. you know, you've got to have people that really know what they're doing. Yeah, I was really good in my in high school and in middle school volleyball, but I wouldn't sit myself on a job for real, you know, for earlier because I'd be killed. So that's kind of what we do. I mean, that's. That's really the thing, and then we'll have like favorites that we, you know, we, you know, we'll bring in, you know, if they're right for it, you know, we'll go. Oh, don't forget to bring so and so. But really, we don't go as much off of like our records of people that we have as as what is submitted. We're assuming that your agent is doing their job and doing it well, and that you're going to get submitted if you're available. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing is we could know you and want to call you in, but you don't that you have to understand the conflicts and whether or not your agent wants you to do this particular job or not. Right. So we assume that if you've been submitted, you're available and you want the job. Yeah. So how many people um do you then bring in approximately for a single role out of those submissions? Well that varies, but I mean we could see fifty or sixty or seventy people a, a, day. a day. And then we may do two or three days. So, you know And I'll tell you around those you know, I would say Safely, about probably a couple hundred per yeah, role, per about two hundred per role or so. That's about right. I mean, there are jobs that we've seen six or seven hundred people. But yeah, and then there's jobs that we've seen, you know, fifty. Yeah. So. And and the the specific skill set that's funny that you develop in this job is being able to make people comfortable enough in seven minutes. They walk in the room to feel to relax and creative and give you. A good take, a better take, and a best take, or some variation, take a risk. And then they're out, and you have to do the same thing again. You do that <laughs> 60, 70 times a day. But that's the job. That's the interesting part of the job. Because yeah. most people just want approval when they walk in a room, and they're too afraid to try anything. Yeah. So, okay, so so let's say, um, <clears throat> so you're going through these, uh, you're doing these auditions, 
And let's say you see somebody. Well, basically, my question is, does everybody get notes? I mean, do you take notes on all the people that you see? Do you take notes on any of them? You know, like, oh, this person's maybe not right for this, but let's keep them in mind. Let's bring them back. Or do people get blacklisted for not being prepared at all? I have two people that uh, in my whole career that I that I don't see bring into my office, and that's you know over a long period of time there's only two, so I I think that's pretty good. And they were it was a personal insult, uh, like she was pushed against the wall by the <laughs> So that's how far you have to go to annoy Upset me. Megan. <laughs> but uh, and then one kind of threatened my uh, at that time my my um, uh, partner, and so he doesn't come in either. But other than that. They, uh, everybody else. I don't. I don't blacklist no. anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I do make notes on people. Yeah, we make notes questions. all the time, and sometimes we'll ask them for a second headshot, which they always say, "Oh, I didn't bring another one." I'm like, "Oh, that's too bad." Um, so we'll make a note somehow from that. Um, yeah. But uh, there's nothing. I mean, there, I know there's a myth out there that you really only get one shot with a casting director. If they don't like you, they never bring you back. Or I've heard that a lot, and we don't. You can have a bad day. We'll bring yeah, you back. Yeah, we all have bad days. So what would a what would a, what's an example of a note um, for somebody who comes in you've never seen him before they do a great audition what would be an example of a note that you might take oh, for that person I could tell uh, you what, yeah yeah just probably generally write that oh great I'll, you generally like write a type and it might be somebody that you know reminds me of my nephew or yeah. do you know what I mean it doesn't necessarily remind me of any other actor or anything I say oh this is a great he's a great you know, Anthony Foley type. I should remember him for uh, beer stuff. Oh, yeah. And you there know? was one job, it was, uh, I remember very, uh, on this story, one job, uh, an actress came in and was an absolute improv wizard. I mean, she just was crazy. Everything you asked, she did full out. And was, the choices were spontaneous and funny. So I've been bringing her in for everything, trying to get her work. But, you know, it hasn't spun her way yet. You know, we make a note saying, that's great. We just those we'll just make notes like that, you know, really good, great with dialogue, you know, just general notes. Now you mentioned um, improv. Now obviously uh, in Chicago, improv is huge, and if you don't, if you go into a commercial audition and you don't give something in the way of improv to that script, then it's not a good look here. So, is it the same thing? Well, you know, theoretically, according to SAG, we are not allowed to ask you to audition. Right. No, I mean to improv. We're not allowed to ask you to audition. That's funny. Uh, no, we're we're not allowed to ask you to improv. Right. So right. they they follow that rule pretty strictly here, but mm-hmm. there's you know actors and always seem to find a way around it, and and I think they should. Yeah. Really, what honestly what what needs to happen uh, when you walk into the audition is in this market we want to see that you can do the copy really well and add your own personality to it somehow. And then another tape will go by, and you could loosen it up a bit. Our number one complaint, actually, is not that actors can't improv, is that actors don't know their lines. Uh, and that's what directors get all upset about. And the writers, too, because you only have 17 or 22 seconds to tell this whole story. You can't master the words. They can't get an idea of what you can do in the audition. So you really uh, want keep everybody who comes in to be completely off book. Thing. I, I, our clients like that. Yeah. We do a lot of dialogue stuff, and our mm-hmm. clients really do prefer that um, because the writers really want to hear it. And we do, you know, we do classes on line learning because That's it's that important. important. You know, and the thing is, if you look at it like a song, I want you to be able to play the notes that are written, 
and then you can improvise afterwards, and then I feel really good about it. But right. if all you can do is give me a general idea of what Stairway to Heaven might sound like if you wrote it, I'm not interested in that. And, and I, you know, like, as much as I like it, it's fun. Our clients don't respond well to that because they need – if they're coming out to L.A., they're coming out to get a job done. And that's just the way it is. So, yeah, you need both of them. Yeah, you need to be able to do both. You need to know the lines and be able to go off of them at the same time. Right. Um, I'm looking at some of the notes that I've uh, that I've come up with <clears throat> over the past couple of days, just knowing I was going to be in this conversation. And this is something I've wondered about for a while. And I don't know if this is going to be applicable to the L.A. market, but it's something that I wonder about in Chicago. So there are people who book um, – there are those certain actors who just book a ton of work, be it uh, mm-hmm. TV or commercials. They just seem to be on everything. And I try to think as a casting director, do you think, you know, let's say, the, you know, John, a guy who books everything and you go, oh, John would be perfect for this role. And you bring him in, he books it. Now, another thing comes in uh, three weeks later and there's no conflicts. He can still do it. You go, oh, let's bring him in again. He does it, books it again. Is there something in you where you say we should try to spread this out? Or do you just think we got somebody, he's good, my clients like him, we know he can do good work, no. let's, let's just have him book as much as possible? No, no, absolutely not. What no, we do we is bring as many. Yeah, spread it out. Spread it out. We try to bring as many opportunities as possible because it will bring him in again because, you know, he, he's going to be one of the guys you bring in out of six for the first day. But our job is to find the clients, people that they've never seen, or a side of an actor that they've never seen, even though they've seen him before. And as many different, as many different kinds of, of talented people as possible. And in an odd way, our job is to grow the talent pool here, just by bringing people in and giving them the experience and, and helping them through the audition. You make them better and you make them freer, and that's our job. So we don't want to just bring in John. And here's the funny thing about that is that John is booking a lot, says a lot about John, because the fact that he's booked anything starts to work against him in commercials right away. If I, if I can see him and brand him out as Mr. Brand X mm-hmm. or Brand A, the other brands don't really want to have anything to do with him. Right. But they use him because the rule is the same people work all the time, and it's because they know how to audition. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's generally it. But our clients will definitely say, oh, they're overused. And so, we, you know, we're always trying to find new people, different people, uh, you know. And like Chuck said, the different side of an actor that maybe they just haven't seen. Fascinating. So you said that you said that the same people are working because they know how to audition. What yeah. are the top three or the top five things that you think that, well, that you see that these people doing when they come in again and again and they book it and they book it and they book it. What are those people doing? They know their lines. Yeah, and they and they understand. It's not just they know the words. They, they know understand the, words the story. Yeah. The story. Yeah. They uh they bring a confidence to it. You know, clients that are spending you know a million and a half dollars on a commercial want somebody that they can trust. So you know they don't come in and and are. You can be goofy and silly as long as you're still in control. They don't like out-of-control actors. No. They don't like needy actors. Uh, there, there's more. I mean, on that note, there's more things that people do wrong than people do right. The top five things are be a good actor. Be, be a, professional. Be a professional. Be a good actor. <laughs> be a good actor. Because you're in here to do something. What happens is people apologize. 
from the second they walk into the second they walk out, they don't make choices that really are um, they second guess themselves. They're, um, yeah, they're, they're timid. They, they don't yeah. know their the lines. They don't know the copy. They don't know the part of the story. I think it's the people that come in that are confident mm -hmm. in what they're doing. They're not uh, looking for approval. They're coming in. The, one of the ways I, I explain it a lot is that, you know, as actors are bringing gift to, a gift to a party, you know, and you want to bring something that you think that the person is going to like. You're going to, you want to bring something that it comes from your heart. You, it, if you try to second guess and try to guess what Chuck and I are looking for, you're never going to guess. Because we don't always know what we're looking for. We need you to bring it. And actors a lot of times will take themselves out of the creative process. Instead of saying, what can I do to add to this? They come in and say, what do, what you, do want? you want? What are you looking for? Yes. Does that make sense to you? I mean, it's a... Oh, absolutely, yes. It's a fine but very distinctive line. <laughs> it's like an improv. If you try to be funny and you play to the joke, it gets cheap. And if you play the, tell the story, it's, it, it, it's funny on its own. And that's really the part is people freak out and they, they view it as a talent contest. If I book this, I'm good enough. No, that is no correlation. You book this because you, you either did a really good job or you're the one person everybody could agree on. It, it is a, a, a extremely common thing. And I was definitely, a, I was a practitioner of looking at a script and thinking, what do they want? What are they looking for mm -hmm. here? How am I going to fit into this perfectly? And I'm sure I went in and I did the same audition that 99 out of the other 100 people did. And I finally hit a breakthrough um, maybe a year and a half ago when I just, I finally reached a level of relaxation and confidence where I could go in and I was confident and I was um, relaxed, which is, I think, a huge part of, I mean, just the, yeah. just a lack of nerves in general, where yeah, I was yeah. able to go in and do my work and be confident, the amount of work that I started booking skyrocketed. I mean, I can yeah. pinpoint the, the audition where I went in, and I just said, this time, it's just all me. It just took off from there. Yeah. 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 And that's absolutely right. And when you're confident, you just naturally relax. And you can't say confidence. It's a matter yeah, it's not of bravado. It's not that false bravado. Right. And you know, it's, it's, it's fake. Because you probably had some of that before mm -hmm. you got confident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work either. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why it takes so many, when you go back to what you were saying before about just bringing in a few people or bringing in a few favorites, that's why you can't do that because so many people try to, you know, get, get submitted on commercials and so many people are different levels of skill that you've always got to be bringing people in to see how they react to the material, how they connect to the material. Some people go through bad parts of their life and they freak out and they do get nervous when they don't need to. You just constantly got to see... Uh, the, see where the talent pool is in respect to this particular job. Yeah. Not every actor is right for every job. I know every actor says, I can play it, and yes, you can, but when you're talking about advertising, you have so much at stake that we have to consider. Because I used to think you just opened the floodgates and then just auditioned actors and said, next. That's why I was horrible at it. Uh, but there's a lot of considerations that have to go on because you just you have to know advertising and you have to know acting. You're not horrible at auditions. No, I was horrible at auditions. <laughs> Actually, my call, when I was auditioning, my callback ratio was pretty darn good. It was like one in three, one in four of all the auditions. And I go on a lot of auditions, so it worked out. Okay, so here, here's a um, – this is a, a question that I've really been wondering for a long, long time and uh, have not been able to find the answer. But So let's say 
you bring people in for the audition, then the people get in who make it to the callback, go into the callback, and let's say it gets down to four people, and you're sitting with the clients, and um, they're trying to they're trying to make a decision. Does the internet come into this in terms of making a decision? Do they look at Facebook? Do they look at IMDb? Are they Googling the name and looking for reasons why um, maybe somebody – I mean, if I can imagine if a mugshot comes up, uh, probably not the best look. We, well, yeah. We do. Yeah, that has happened in the last few years. And there's a big thing about now, you know, they want to hire more people that have more followers. And I guess – and some independent films are doing that. And, I mean, some people are looking at that, but that certainly does not an actor make the amount of followers you have. But vetting people, we actually have had to start to do that in the last probably four years we've been doing yeah. it. Yeah, we as, as callbacks are happening, my assistant is out there Googling names and, you know, we have Joe to- Blow plus, you know, kid porn. And all of a sudden, you know, you're in big trouble. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, or even just like, you know, they don't go too deep into your Facebook pictures, I don't think, unless it's like uh, – a spokesman for a campaign. Yeah, if you're, you know, if it's just a, you know, a, a dad driving a car with a family, they're not going to vet nearly as much as they do if it's a, if it's a spokesperson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if your, if your Facebook is constantly you face down on a pavement, front, <laughs> that's not a <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't work quite as well. We just say just be careful because, as we all know, what, what's out on the internet never goes away. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, this has been great, and I, uh, I, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I have just a couple, a uh, couple of quick uh, questions left, and yeah. one, one of those is: let's say that uh, there are some people who, well, there are some people who are listening to this in LA, and we'll hear this when it goes up, and maybe they've never met you, or maybe they've come in once or two years ago or three years ago, and they want to know how can they get, um, besides just getting submitted by their agent. How can they get in front of you? What, what can what can an actor do to get brought into your office more often? I would say they just need to make sure that they're advertising themselves, whether they're doing it through email, whether they're doing it through uh, sending us postcards, whether they are, uh, you know, follow us on Facebook. And, you know, we have a YouTube channel. They follow that. Um, those are all ways kind of to, to do that are, YouTube channel is inside the casting studio and it has just actor's advice, just free actor advice, much like your podcast, you know, with you, but we just are, we just talk about all sorts of questions. The same thing. We started for the very same reason. We go and we teach and we answer these same questions over and over and over again. Um, actually not the questions that you've been asking, but uh, we, you know, a lot of the questions that actors ask and there are the answers are right there. So, and that mm-hmm. makes them, when they walk into the room, they, they generally don't make the same mistakes that uh, somebody who didn't do that would be, so they stick out. It's it just marketing, show business is marketing and uh, yeah. making people know who you are and, and where, to find, where you. to find you. To sign up for classes with Megan and Chuck, go to www.foleymaracasting.com. Also, check out their YouTube channel, Inside the Casting Studio. Follow them on Facebook, Foley-MaraCasting, Instagram, FM Casting, and Twitter, Inside Casting. I'm Lee Foster. If you like this podcast, follow me on Twitter at Action underscore Podcast. And please, go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. Thanks for listening.